When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. An Erio's Original each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The Aftermath. The Aftermath. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this episode of The Aftermath. Today, we're speaking with guest expert Christopher C. Melcher. Chris is a California-based family attorney. And let's hear what he has to say about the Britney Spears conservatorship. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on, Rebecca. So can you start off by explaining to our listeners what a conservatorship is? It's a legal procedure to appoint somebody as a guardian to take care of uh, an individual who, who cannot take care of themselves. So this is an adult who cannot um, safely t- uh, manage their own finances or safely manage their own life. It's uh, the most extreme circumstances, really, that indicate the the need for uh, a conservator. But when one is needed, um, the court will appoint somebody to make decisions over this adult's life. And who are usually granted? Who are these usually granted to? And how common is it for a a 39 year old to be under one? It's the preferences for a relative because this is a lot of work, and many folks don't have the ability to pay a professional to manage their lives. So it's usually a, a brother or sister or parent who's going to act as the conservator or an adult child for an elderly parent. 
And the people who would need that at age 39 are usually developmentally disabled. And so these these um, folks normally have or typically have never led uh, a life independent. So what is the difference between a conservatorship, a guardianship and a power of attorney? Yeah, that's a great question. So a power of attorney would be the uh, most common thing and uh, where it's delegating the power to make a decision uh, to one person. So, for example, a power of attorney can be given to someone to sign an agreement for them. And there's all kinds of reasons, usually for convenience, that that happens. A guardianship is where uh, an adult is given authority over a child. And so uh, this is a non-parent who is stepping in to take care of a child because the parent is unavailable. And then a conservatorship is one adult stepping in to take care of another adult. What type of conservatorship does Britney Spears have? She has two types. So under California law, there's a conservator over the estate, which controls financial decision-making, signing a contract, taking money out of the bank. Um, and, and then there is a conservator over the person, which controls where um, the conservatee can live, where they can go, who they can see. She has both kinds. And so that's the most extreme type of conservatorship. Is it possible to have just one of these or, or do they have to come together? They, they can be separate. Now, normally, if we have a conservator over the person, we're going to definitely have one over their estate or finances, because if they can't take care of basic needs for food, clothing, and shelter, they're certainly not going to be able to make financial decisions. But uh, we do see folks who can take care of their basic living needs, but can't make financial decisions without uh, being a victimized uh, you know, by undue influence or fraud. So the classic example there would be an elderly person who's able to live independently, but really is starting to lose memory and wouldn't know what to do with their money and could easily be taken advantage of. So that person would not have a conservator over their person. They would decide where they're going to live and who they're going to see, but their finances could be controlled by somebody else. And what's important to remember in this is th these are not folks who are making bad choices or bad decision makers. You don't have to be an expert at finances to avoid a conservatorship. These are people who, without one, would be victimized or would would be so unsafe that the government needs to step in and take their liberty away from them. Right. That, that's a good distinction. So, you don't. it's not that you are just bad at your finances. There's a lot of people who have horrible judgment, as we know, and will will be defrauded or, um, you know, make horrible investment choices and they don't need a conservatorship. So what we're what we're really looking at here is somebody who is um, so disabled, whether it's temporarily or permanent, that um, they just have no ability to resist fraud. So all, any of us could be victims of fraud. That's what okay. happens is somebody takes our confidence. But we're talking about someone who, who could not resist fraud or undue influence because they don't have the decision-making powers and judgment that an, a, 
a normal adult would. And a normal adult is a very big, big uh, tent there uh, that you could be right. in. So um, these are these are people that you should know almost instantly talking to them that they need help, that they can't do it alone. So in the yeah, in the 13 years that um, Brittany has been under a, a conservatorship, she's done a residency in Las Vegas. She's come out with several music albums. Uh, is she the kind of person, you know, she, she's able to bring in millions of dollars um, in, in, in these years. Is she the kind of person who would usually be uh, under a conservatorship? Brittany does not fit the mold for conservatorship at this point. She may have when she had um, the public breakdown, when she was under all that enormous pressure and she um, definitely needed help there temporarily. At this time, so many years after that happened, 13 years later, publicly, we don't know of anything that's happened since then. And like you mentioned, she's working work is the high function. So there's, it's, it's, it's difficult. And and I couldn't imagine doing a Las Vegas residency that must be grueling and to perform. She did all that. So it makes no sense that uh, she would need to me uh, this highest form of conservatorship telling her where she can live or where she could go or who she could see when she's able to work. And the, it's been admitted that she's a high functioning person. And she she's posting on social media. Now, I'm sure that's being monitored at some level, but it's still her on these posts and these videos and her her words, apparently. And there's nothing in there to indicate that she's unable to take care of herself. So it's it's kind of a mystery to me why it would be needed so long afterwards. The. Um, and, and certainly, if she was free from all these legal restrictions, she would still have a management team. She'd have lawyers and accountants and business advisors that would be helping her just like any other successful person would. That doesn't mean that she that the law needs to uh, appoint somebody to do that. She can hire somebody to do that. So it, it's, it's quite a mystery to me why she would need these extreme protections. How hard is it to end a conservatorship? What is the process like? The conservatee, Brittany, in this situation can ask the court to have it terminated or anyone interested in it could ask the court to terminate it, like one of the conservators or a relative. So that's the starting process. Somebody has to ask for it. And she hasn't done that so far. And we can talk about maybe what that implies. But to get out of it, could be hard. And it, it depends on why you got into it. So if somebody's developmentally disabled, well, they're going to be developmentally disabled their entire life and they're never getting out of the conservatorship. Somebody who is under a conservatorship for a temporary issue like Brittany, you would expect once the temporary issue subsided, once the crisis was over, that the need for the conservatorship would also end. And that hasn't happened here. So that's that's what's kind of confounding to me. And we've seen other celebrities in crisis, unfortunately, a lot of celebrities in crisis. You look at Michael Jackson, certainly at the end of his life, he could not safely take care of himself. He was being taken advantage of or or just harming himself 
that would have been certainly a situation where a temporary conservatorship was indicated. Somebody could come over there, take control of his life because no one was controlling it properly and literally save his life. And after he recovered, then restore his rights. But you don't do that for 13 years. So what what are the implications? Um, just that, that, that she's you know, had it for so long. The, the implication that she's had it so long it hasn't asked to be uh, terminated is that she, at the moment, is fine with being under conservatorship. She doesn't want her dad to be involved. And I, I wish the court would have respected those wishes and, and changed out the father um, because this high-functioning person asked that her dad be removed. To me, that's good enough. But um, she has not asked for it to be terminated. And I really don't buy the theory that somebody is controlling that decision because she has a court-appointed attorney. That attorney went into court adverse to Jamie Spears, her father, the conservatorship, and asked the court in a live hearing to remove Jamie Spears as a conservator. There's no way that that attorney for Brittany is aligned with or in the pocket of Jamie because that attorney would have never gone against Jamie. So they're adverse. And so if her attorney could ask the court to remove Jamie, they could have just as easily said, well, just end the whole thing right now. Mm. So is it, is, it, is it just very hard to remove a conservative? What, what do you have to prove in order to get one out? She has to show that she doesn't need these restrictions. And my suggestion or, or thought would be that she would start with terminating the conservator over her person and say, judge, look at my record of behavior I'm here before you, able to explain what I want, and I'm clearly able to provide food, clothing, and shelter for myself safely, and um, maybe leave the conservator over the estate intact for a while, and then address that down the road. To me, that that would be a successful strategy because uh, she's showing that um, she's able to speak for herself that she's not trying to just do this on a whim and get rid of the entire conservatorship that her finances are at least going to be protected. And then if it needs to be reinstored over the whole person, that could be reinstored. But I think the courts are, are wary. They never want to make a mistake and be blamed for it later. So it may be easier for the judge to follow inertia and just say, well, hey, this is the way we've been going. This is the way we'll continue going and not be criticized for doing that. But if they release her from these legal restrictions, she makes her own decisions and gets into trouble and harms herself, then everyone would be saying that the judge made a mistake. Previously, she one of her co-conservators was uh, Andrew Wallet. Now he was then replaced. He 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 was uh, in the position for, um, I believe it was nine or ten years. Why was he replaced? I, I don't know that. Now the most of these proceedings are held in secret, and it's pretty amazing that we're even given access to some of these hearings and uh, and what's going on because these are secret proceedings, and there are a lot of people under conservatorships, and we have no idea what's going on. The court needs to review them annually, but we don't know. Does that mean just checking in and 
looking at a report and, and or do they actually what what level of review are they really doing? So we don't know a whole lot what was going on in the conservatorship until recently when we've been invited to see. And um, but there's no allegation that I'm aware of that any of these conservators, these decision makers have done anything that have harmed her, that that mm. there's no allegation of fraud, that they've ripped off her estate or made bad agreements for her uh, or abused her. Uh, you know, we, we don't know what's really happening, but no one's alleging that the the only allegation has been made against Jamie is that he had um, use he had physically abused one of her kids. And that's why there's a restraining order in place. But I'm, I'm, I'm like you say, it, it it seems like if after all these years, if financial abuse or physical abuse were happening of Brittany, that we would have heard something about it by her court appointed lawyer by now. Now, as a parent, couldn't her mom, Lynn Spears, take over? Would that be a possibility? Lynn Spears has the right as an what we would call an interested person to come into court and ask that the conservatorship be terminated or that she be appointed as a conservator instead of Jamie or Bessemer Trust or in conjunction with them. She absolutely has a right to ask for that. Court doesn't have to agree, but she can ask. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, what, what about her boyfriend, uh, Sam Asgari? I think I'm saying that right. <laughs> no chance of that happening. Wow. Um, he he's not a relative, and he's not a professional conservator, and he has an interest here. And I, I don't. I'm not saying anything bad about him at all. Right. Could, I'm just assuming he's a great person and, and great in providing great support to uh, Brittany, but. That's the the last type of person that we would want in there, not type of person, but type of relationship, nothing to do with him particularly. But um, we we really don't want to have um, a boyfriend, girlfriend in there because of the concern that, well, maybe that person could unduly influence or what if the relationship isn't going to last and and she would have ordinarily broken up with him, but he has control over her to continue the relationship. So it could be a little creepy and, and maybe there's some conflicts there. It's different, I think, with husband and wife. So once you're married, you're in that long-term stable relationship, you're in a legal relationship as husband and wife, then I could see a spouse being appointed as a conservator but not a boyfriend, girlfriend. And, um, and the other thing is, is that he made some comments publicly about Jamie that were, you know, kind of disrespectful. Now, maybe they were appropriate because he knows something we don't, but publicly he should not have said that. Uh-huh. And it makes him look embroiled into the controversy and not cool headed that we would want because we're appointing somebody to take control of another's life. It's like a parent-child relationship. And so when you look at it in, in, in that lens, the, the parental figure here, the conservator, we want somebody to have really good judgment, patience, empathy, and uh, so that they can make good decisions. And if they're out there making public comments that uh, are unprofessional, they just don't look like a conservator. 
Brittany's situation has sparked a conversation about the rights of people with disabilities and the need for conservatorship laws to be reformed. What are your thoughts on this? I, I think that there's good stuff that's come out of this free Britney movement because they've put attention on something that usually happens in secret, number one. So now there's interest in, well, what is a conservatorship and why would there be one and how many people are under it? And, and are these really being reviewed? And sure, we all care about Britney, but what about the other thousands and thousands of people that are under these conservatorships? I believe it's 1.3 million. Is okay. <laughs> well, that's a great stat. Thank you for finding that. And that's that is a lot of people and who speaks for them. So that's an important part. The other part is on, on mental illness or mental health issues uh, as, as a disability. And that's been something that's been really difficult for, I think us as society, maybe until recently, and I don't even know how much so to accept that that's a disability and so before, if somebody had a physical disability, it would be open and obvious. We would see that and we would be able to empathize with them and, and, and hopefully give them accommodations, whatever they needed. But somebody with a um, mental health issue, we've, we've treated really poorly as a society and um, blaming them for it. Oh, they're just crazy. And, and we, we have a hard time distinguishing between somebody just being an awful person versus having a mental health crisis. And a mental health crisis is a disability and needs to be given the same amount of attention that a physical disability would. So I think that's another good thing that's come out of this. Do you think that the Free Britney movement is helping or hurting Britney's case? I, I think it helps because it's putting attention on something that we we weren't really thinking about before. We knew she was under conservatorship, but now there's pressure. And I think pressure on Brittany to explain why has she continued living under this arrangement for so long without asking for it to be terminated because she has that power to ask for it to be ended. And so I think it, we're going to see, I would imagine, some more statements coming out of Britney's side about, well, I am going to ask for it to be ended, and here's what I'm, my plan is for it. Or, hey, I don't want to end this. I actually need this. Please support me in what I'm going through. I'm going to be healthier and more protected with this arrangement. Right now, uh, there's people. some people think she's she's being held against her will and she needs to be freed. Um, others like myself think that um, in, unless she's asked to be terminated, uh, the conservatorship, and it's rejected, I, I don't see that she needs to be freed because it, it's kind of ask and ye shall receive concept. So if she has to ask first and then the judge denies it, then I would be definitely saying something's wrong here unless there's behavior happening in private. There's no reason for that conservatorship over her person taking away her liberty interest to be in place. So, Chris, we have to ask all of our guests this. At the end of the day, if you had to pick one person or thing, uh, it can be a concept uh, that is to blame for Brittany being under this type of script, uh, strict conservatorship. Uh, who or what would that be? So who's to blame for Brittany's conservatorship? is us. 
It's our obsession with celebrity and our, we consume people. And it was because we want to see what's happening in this celebrity's life that the media was willing to pay enormous sums of money for people to go out there and photograph her and videotape her every movement. And that pressure turned somebody who seemed to be really well-adjusted and happy and connected with her fans into somebody who couldn't take the pressure. And it's understandable because every one of us, if we were under surveillance and being taped and photographed all the time, I, I would, I would hate that because I've had so many moments in my life where I've fallen down and I've done horrible things. And, and if that was all on tape and I was watching it being, you know, rebroadcast all the time, how could I live with myself? And she was going through a custody battle. She wanted to see her kids. Her, the um, dad wouldn't, wouldn't let her in. And, um, and, and it was after leaving his house that she was at the gas station that she was being videotaped. And that's when she lost it and hit the paparazzi's car. I totally get it. I might've done the same thing. So we're to blame. And until we stop consuming people, it's going to continue happening. Chris, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Uh, we're going to have to rethink our verdict here. Um, it was very insightful talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Rebecca. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. 
Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. With us today, we have producer Amanda Lund. Hi, Rebecca, and hello, Alarmy. Now, do you think we need to uh, rethink this verdict? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I don't know. I mean, I I will say this, that Chris really laid it out in a clear manner. Um, And one of the main things that stood out to me was how emphatic he was that these types of conservatorships are for the most extreme scenarios. Yeah. Uh, So that that was really interesting to think about it like that. And then also the on the other hand, this idea that Brittany has not requested to have the conservatorship ended, which is fascinating. Yeah, I I you know, was interested in, in, in that part as well because of the implications. Like, he's right. I, we hadn't even thought of that, really. Yeah, because it's easy to sort of get caught up in the Free Britney movement of like, oh, she's being held against her will. But it does seem like, yeah, she, she's not asking for it to be ended. It, it is wrong, though, that they denied her request to remove her father. So, right. And... The, the What I was thinking while he was, you know, explaining all of this to us um, was that she's not asking for it to be removed, perhaps. And, and on top of that, if there was, like he said, a glaring amount of evidence suggesting fraud that they were taking advantage of her in, in, right. in so many ways, we would know about it because it's under such a microscope of all of the conservatorships out there we would know about Britney's, you know? It seems like it, yeah. And so Chris really came down hard on us. (laughs) I know. All of us. (laughs) And And, I mean, we had sort of addressed that. We put obsession with celebrity culture on the board, I think, right? Or we put consumers, but we did get that. We took that off pretty quick. Yeah, we wanted to get off the hook. We didn't want to look inward. Am I right? We really wanted to blame someone. (laughs) Who does? But okay, so just as a reminder, we blamed, we sent Sam Lefty to jail or misogyny to jail. Do you remember? Sam Lefty ended up going to jail. Yeah. Okay. And misogyny got the slap. And and I I know that Jen is going to be upset about this. um, And I do agree that he was, you know, one of the worst influencers in her life and and bad but what what chris said um was very right in that she you know she she was going through one of the hardest times in her life and if i had a camera you know thank goodness social media didn't even start until i was really you know after college (laughs) because it was it would have been so uh 
I just wouldn't want all of the mistakes I made along the way, you know, in my early 20s to be documented, you know, like it was oh, for Britney. Yeah. Of course. I mean, that's terrible. I, I, and I understand, like, that we might be to blame for sort of the meltdown and the publicness of that. But I still am like, but are we really to blame for this conservatorship? <laughs> but maybe we are. Well, yeah. If, if, if there hadn't been a breakdown on camera like there was, I don't know if Britney would be under this conservatorship if it hadn't been do- I, as documented. I wonder... I mean, certainly if she wasn't a huge celebrity, well, she probably wouldn't be. Um, but so it's like we we are all Sam Lufty. We in a are. Way, he, he was a leech who came in and was a really horrible influence on Britney. He was trying to exploit her, you know, and manipulate her. Um, the, the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's tricky. The are you thinking you want to send us to jail? <laughs> The consumers, the magazine consumers, <laughs> uh, which are us, <laughs> me. Yeah. Um, I the point he made about Michael Jackson to me was mm. really good. Where he that's an uh, an example of someone who perhaps really did need one, but because it was you know he he was kind of like holed up. He he didn't have a lot of media attention. He didn't have a big breakdown, you know, in the in front of cameras. Perhaps well, I actually think that's that's not true. Michael Jackson had a extremely oh, public. He did he did have the hanging breakdown. outside of the balcony. Yeah, the he baby was outside babies yeah. outside the balcony. I mean, like every. I think that Michael Jackson just didn't. He whereas Britney at least had some family who was looking out for her best interest. I think Michael Jackson was solely surrounded by dangerous enablers. Yeah, that's um, interesting. And so I think that's maybe the difference where like. At least Britney had people who were not willing to let her go down that road alone. And maybe part of that, it was because she's a woman. Right. Where people are quicker to jump in to protect her. I mean, who knows? Maybe Michael Jackson was just so far gone by that point that people didn't jump in. Didn't jump in. Maybe it was a a parent's love, a mother's love. A mother's love. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, perhaps then we we say that Sam Lufty is, I guess, the the extreme case of all of us, like you said. Um, yeah. He kind of like represents us. So essentially, it's it's we're putting him in our alarmist jail, but everyone, every single one of us, gets a warning. Okay, you're going to do a finger wag? <laughs> yeah. I think I think we've slapped a warning on everyone's forehead. Okay. Okay. And 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 no, you know, it's like when you're driving away or whatever, just think about that tonight. You've you've got a warning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can't you can't get caught again doing this kind of and stuff. I, and I think society is is coming to terms with their part in it. So that's, it feels like we're all reflecting on how we may have played a part in this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, 
So we're keeping it as is. Misogyny is still getting slapped, but we're adding this very important, strong, strong worded warning. Okay. Okay. Where we need to be more conscientious about where we put our money and the stuff that, you know, what our clicks are. Let's not encourage Mm. the, the, that like bad click culture. Do you know what I mean? Watch your clicks. Watch your clicks. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not getting away with it next time. You're not. (laughs) I hear you. Um, so before we go, uh, Amanda, is there any housekeeping we need to tend to? Well, a few things. Um, as always, I want to thank everyone who's been rating and reviewing the show. It really helps us climb up those charts. Um, we've also had a lot of people giving us shout outs on social media, which is an amazing way to spread the word about the alarmist because that's how we grow the alarm is just by you telling your friends and posting about it. Okay, let's see. Here is a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Good show. Um, and this comes in from Can't Think of a Freaking Name. <laughs> I start listen- I started listening from the beginning onwards through most of the episodes, and this show has both a comedic aspect and an educational aspect. I really appreciate that the episodes have been more thoroughly researched as the show has progressed, now including episodes with guest experts. You see, you don't even need uh, to think of a name. In order to review and rate. Not, not, not at all. And so, yes, yeah, so please um, continue to rate and review if you haven't already. Just take a minute and do that now. Also, a few other ways you can support the podcast. We have merch at erios.net. You can go to our merch page and there's some really cool items in the shop. Uh, you can also give a one-time tip or donation uh, using ACAST Supporter. You hear Rebecca making the announcement at the beginning of every podcast episode. The link to that is in the show notes. There's no monthly obligation. It's not like Patreon or something. It's just like, let's toss them $10 and leave a little note that says thank you. And we really appreciate that. Um, another way you can support the podcast is by, if we ever have ads where we give you a code, if you use those, it helps us get more ad campaigns. So that's, if you're like, okay, Rebecca's yapping on about HelloFresh again, I don't know, maybe give it, give it a try and use Alarmist, our code, because that reflects the advertisers like to see you guys actually responding to those codes. Yeah. And you know what? You're getting something free while you're at it. These are all really good options and all of them really help get the word out for our show and we appreciate it because we want to keep doing this we want to get to a million episodes um i i I, we got to do the math on that amanda i think how many years of our life are we going to need to hit one million okay let's see we might have to pick up the pace and start doing episodes (laughs) seven days a week but right now i think we're at 80 episodes and that's not even including the aftermath We're not even at 100. You see, we need so much support from you guys to reach our goal. To get to a million. (laughs) Um, And then the other way you can support is by engaging with us, by writing in with your episode ideas or leaving us a voicemail and the number is in the show notes. Yes. So we love all of that. And if you're too nervous to leave a voicemail, you can always do a voice memo on your phone and email it to us. Mm. All good options, Amanda. Well, oh, and I, Rebecca, I want to say one more thing because one time we got a review where the person was like, um, it's not right that Amanda and Rebecca have to beg for reviews and money, um, 
every episode, like Erio's Network, step it up. And I just want to clarify that I am Erio's Network. <laughs> it's an independent woman-run operation. Like we have um, Acast who sells our ads and they're wonderful partners and they help us with partnerships. Um, but we don't have, we're not like a Spotify, okay? No. Over here, there's three of us doing everything and all of our shows, you know, are women produced, women hosted. So it really also helps support the whole Erios network by supporting the alarmist. That's right. And um, it, we're, we're, we're tiny. We're tiny. Again, we're tiny. it's a good reminder. This is not the Meghan Markle uh, Prince uh, Harry, Harry no. show, okay? This is not Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> and okay? whatever, it's fine. They're allowed to have a podcast too. Everyone's allowed to have a podcast. <laughs> but, and everyone does. And, and they do, and that's okay. <laughs> but our bank accounts, we're, we're not getting the... <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're no. not getting the funding that they are. Um, no, we're not. We're not getting no. that. You know, uh, Joe Rogan. No. So it's much appreciated. Cash. All of your support. You're all helping us get there um, and helping us continue to have uh, episodes. So thank you so much. Shout out to Malin, our uh, research assistant who works hard, um, and uh, you know all the women at at Erios. Yeah, what would we do without Mollet? We gotta have know. her on sometime. We we must put her on the spot. <laughs> she oh, she's prepared. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, I just want to wish everyone a happy Thursday, and see see it on the next episode. Tune in because we are going to be covering Marie Antoinette, the beheading of Marie Antoinette. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.